How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. We're finally back with a podcast after about a two-month break, but we've got a very special guest today, so welcome back to the show, guys. I'm your host, Chris Malpe, and today I'm joined with my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty good. Just had my first day of college classes today, so that was fun. Uh, a little exhausted, but got one more later tonight, So, but here we are recording a Bears video in between the class, so let's do it. Yeah, same here. Uh, this is, what, like my third day of school? It's not that hard at all doing some online classes, but I'm going to show some Bears football. Absolutely, let's do it. And we are joined with a very special guest today. He covers the Bears for Bear Report and 24-7 Sports and is also a member of the Pro Football Writers of America. Welcome to the show for the first time, Zach Pearson. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You guys are uh, making me kind of feel old with all the college talk. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, no kidding. But let's just jump right into it. Zach, there's no better spot to start than here. The quarterback competition has been tight up until this point with uh, what some would say is a slight edge towards the incumbent, Mitchell Trubisky. That being said, you tweet a lot when you're at practice and you've expressed your disappointment in the play of both quarterbacks so far. So I've got to ask you, what's been the letdown about Foles and Mitch so far? Well, I mean, going into camp, like, this was obviously the big storyline. This was the one everyone's going to follow. Um, I guess my biggest disappointment is just, like, I haven't seen either one of them really take a hold of the, the competition and put together um, good enough play to make me feel comfortable that, hey, they're going to not only be the starter week one, but be the starter, you know, through week 16 and, and into the playoffs and get this offense back into the playoffs. It's, it's kind of a mixture of things for me. With Trubisky, it's still some of the decision-making. Yeah. Uh, he's forced a couple of throws you know, over the middle. A couple that should have been picked off. I know everyone likes to talk about the the, uh, the interception that Nick Foles had on Saturday. That was more of a, you know, he was under pressure. He threw it up. But that was more of Eddie Jackson going up and getting it. I can't remember who the wide receiver was. But that was more of a better play on Jackson's part. And for Foles, it's like, for me, you know, he wasn't my first choice this offseason of quarterbacks that Bears should have targeted. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, I, I kind of graded it as, you know, I don't expect too much out of him. I've just been underwhelmed that, you know, he's got all this experience in the offense. He knows what he's doing um, essentially with this offense. But it's like it's not, you know, it's not the offense isn't running well when he's in there. They're not like sharp, they're not in and out of the breaks quick, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. There's just a lot of concerns for me right now with this quarterback battle. You would hope he can get his feet wet for sure, at least in the next couple weeks in regards to chemistry. That was a little scary, especially because last year we had a lot of quarterback difficulties. My my first question is, uh, we've got three weeks until the season opener in Detroit, and it seems like the Bears are not close enough to naming their starting quarterback yet. When do you think that decision will be made? Uh, I mean, I hope it's made within the next uh, week and a half because that means one of the two have have really grabbed it and won the job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just, man, I think it's going to be the way the Bears operate and the way that they're running things because essentially we can't tweet a lot during practice, like nothing at all during practice. We can tweet it after. But if you watch those little videos they put out, very rarely do they show the quarterback um, who's throwing to who, especially yeah. on the interceptions and the, and the batted down passes. Yeah. So, th- I mean, they're keeping it as, as quiet as they can and under wraps as they can. So I would say I think it's going to happen um, 
probably the Friday that they close out, the Thursday or Friday they close out practice, or the Monday, that Labor Day Monday okay. um, or Tuesday. I, I, it wouldn't shock if they did like a Labor Day kind of news trap. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So August 31st, I guess, is the date. All right. Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> Uh, so staying on for, for staying on quarterbacks, excuse me. My first question is, uh, though it may be close as of right now, who do you see as the week one quarterback? Um, if I had to pick right now, I would go with Trubisky based off of the five practices. Going into the camp, I thought it would be Foles just because they gave up the fourth round comp pick and people are like, well, it's a comp pick, but the Bears haven't had one in years and it was still valuable to them, especially without a first rounder. So I would, I'd give the edge right now to Mitch, but you know, when they hit the practice field again on Tuesday, I mean, if, if Foles wins that day and looks really good, I'd probably swing the pendulum back over to Foles. Yeah. But I'll go with Mitch right now. Yeah, I mean, in regards to that, it just seems, I said it earlier, but in regards to getting his feet wet, getting more chemistry, I think only time helps him there, So, especially with exactly. no preseason games. So heading to another competition that's intriguing in training camp. Artie Burns obviously went down last week with a torn ACL. The Bears have been cautiously bringing back uh, second-round pick Jalen Johnson. So who do you think gets the week one start at cornerback two, him or Kevin Tolliver, who's been looking – uh, for an opportunity here for a while. Yeah, this one's tricky. Um, I would say it's going to be Kevin Tolliver, but I think it's going to be a situation where Jalen Johnson eventually takes over that starting job. So, I mean, that could be week three, could be week four, uh, could be week nine or ten. Um, I, I would go with Kevin Tolliver just because there's no preseason um, games and, and, and the snaps and reps are limited. So I, I think they're going to go with that experience of the, who you know of Tolliver who has that experience in the defense, and I think eventually it's going to be Jalen Johnson. They drafted him to to pretty much be that starter for the for the future. So I'll go Tolliver, and then um, I'll say Johnson takes it over eventually. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what's going to happen as well. Um, so my second question is: before the start of camp, Bears coach Matt Nagy said there was going to be competition at the strong safety position. How has that played out between Deion Bush and? Uh, to Sean Gibson so far. Yeah, so um, if we were doing this podcast let's say in June, I thought it was 100% Tashawn Gibson's job. Oh, yeah, yeah. same uh, here, yeah. I mean, and I think, yeah, like many people thought that. And going into it, you know, I, f I felt like Gibson had to do something really bad to kind of lose the job. But, I mean, through the first five practices, it's been majority of Deion Bush with that first team and, you know, getting those reps. I'd say right now it's Deion Bush's job. And, you know, wow. I mean – like you guys said, I mean, you guys said you probably thought it too, and I thought yeah. it. I like, I'm kind of kicking myself because listening to those press conferences of Chuck Pagano and um, the assistant coaches, I, I'm like, man, they pretty much laid it out there. They praised Deion Bush a lot in those press conferences. So I, I, I really should have saw it coming, but it's still a shocker to me that he's actually looks like the starting uh, strong safety. Yeah, for sure. Uh I think everyone thought that Gibson was going to run away with that, but Jalen, what do you got? Um, so we obviously had a, a, a decent amount of players taken in this draft compared to the last couple of years. Um, you know, we, we had two second-round picks and no first-round pick this year. So which non-second-round rookie would was, was say you have would say has most surprised you um, in training camp so far? Yeah, I would go with uh, probably Darnell Moody. And I say that because going into camp, I thought, you know, he'd probably play that role of Ted Ginn looking over him and kind of guiding him. Ginn's a very similar player, a lot of speed there. Um, 
can work in the slot, can work on the outside if needed. Special teams, you know, value there. But man, Mooney is—he's quick. Like watching him catch the ball and and, and kind of get his body turned right, and then he's just right upfield. Like it's very impressive to see him turn that football upfield and, and kind of just cut his way through the defense. So I would say. Mooney, just because I haven't thought um, Gibson and uh, uh, Vilder have had great camps yet. I think the two rookie seventh rounders are kind of just being eased in. We can't really expect a lot out of them. So I I would say right now it's Mooney after uh, week one. Should be interesting to see the reps he gets, uh, considering, you know, Javon Wims, Riley Ridley are both also guys that are vying for those reps that maybe have been a, a little bit cut short in years past. But heading to another important position now, obviously the tight end position. There's been a, a ton of talk about Jimmy Graham's performance so far in training camp. Uh, obviously, he got the weekend off with some some veteran days. But that being said, do you think Bears, Bears fans should be buying the hype surrounding the 11-year veteran or hold off until the season gets underway? Oh, man, it's hard not to get excited just because, I mean, let's face it, the tight ends last year, they sucked. Like, they, they were really bad last year. So what I tell people is, you know, there's going to be improvement because I think Demetrius Harris, Jimmy Graham, and Cole Komet are all better than anything they had on their roster last season. And, I mean, there was no production at all. So it's really not hard to up that production. But, I mean, from what I've seen from Graham, I, I think it's fair to get excited because I think the Bears are going to use him a little different. So he's going to be their primary pass-catching tight end. He's not going to be asked to block like he kind of was in Green Bay because they really didn't have much depth behind him. They still had a rookie they were kind of grooming. But with, with, with the Bears' tight ends, you have Demetrius Harris was going to be your primary blocking tight end. And Cole Komet's going to be kind of, you know, he's built like that blocking tight end, but he's going to be more of like a hybrid type where when um, Harris is in the game, Komet's going to be the pass-catching tight end. When Graham's in the game, Komet's going to be the blocking tight end and stuff like that. So I would say right now I really like what I've seen from Jimmy Graham. He's dominated the one-on-ones in the red zone. He's you know, 6'7". He's got that basketball background. He can box you know, d- defensive backs out. He's going to be a nice weapon to have, especially in that red zone uh, goal line situations. And you know, as a player that defenses are going to have to account for, I mean, let's face it, you know, what what tight end last year, aside from going into the season with Trey Burton, I mean, defenses really didn't game plan and, you know, they didn't really have to face or or, or um, take that extra measure to, to go up against these tight ends and account for them. So I think, Graham, the hype is real right now. It's been one week, so I, I wouldn't get, like, too excited, but yeah. I don't. I mean, the fans don't really get as much out of this training camp because it's it's not treated as open. So I, I wouldn't say don't get excited, but I mean, if if it fails and, and and Graham is not very good this year, I wouldn't be surprised either. But it, it looks good right now. I think he's going to have a great season, especially because uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw to his tight ends as much in his career. So I think with Trubisky or Foles, I think he's going to improve. Yeah. But talking more about tight ends, uh, Cole Komet, there's been a lot of talk surrounding him so far. What have you seen from Komet so far, and do you think he's already NFL ready? Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, I think he's NFL ready. Um, I, you know, I like to go back. It's actually the stuff that we don't get to see and, and the stuff that was in the offseason in the Zoom interviews. I mean, Matt Nagy said, like, I couldn't stump this kid when, when we're talking about <laughs> football. This kid, he knows it all, and he's smart. He went to Notre Dame. He's very smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and, and I think he, he went to a really good high school as well. So, yeah, it's just been the it's been the off the field stuff that's really impressive, and that's not to say he's been bad on the field. He hasn't. He's been pretty good on the field, but it's just the off the field stuff. You know, Jimmy Graham said it. Um, I forgot who the maybe it was Gibson uh, that said he's going to be a, yeah, a future Gibson, star. Yeah. 
Yeah, during the interview the other day. So I think, you know, with most rookies, the game has to sort of slow down. You know, you talk like Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson, that game probably slowed down their first season, um, maybe going into that training camp. You know, you can kind of see them piece it together. With Komet, I can kind of see it starting to slow down from him, for him in terms of processing things in his mind, knowing the playbook, knowing where he has to be on this route and what he has to do here, his blocking, which is a very good sign moving forward. I must say, I don't like the high school a lot, but St. Viator is a good high school. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So, I'm not from the area. I know of it, but so I can't speak too much. <laughs> Uh, so my last question is moving on from tight ends to kickers. Uh, recently, Eddie Pinheiro went down with a groin with a groin injury, and from we heard from outsiders, he's yet to kick in front of the media. And we have tw- about twenty days until kickoff. How worries? How worries this from is is this for you compared? Um, oh, dang it, because he uh, he had a groin injury last season, struggled to kick from certain distances. Yeah, so he did have that growing injury, and off season, you know. He didn't really hint that it was bothering him. He was talking about putting on weight and getting stronger. So we kind of felt like everything was good and everything that Chris Tabor told us in those media sessions, I mean, it all sounded positive. So we haven't seen him kick at all. And that was kind of worrisome to me because usually they they put their field goal unit out there and they'll kick and and do some stuff during drills. So I wasn't shocked they went after Cairo Santos. Um, I believe Matt Nagy says more of a precaution just in case Pinero isn't ready. I really stu- do think that they think Panero is their guy, and they're going to go into week one uh, with him as a starter, barring, you know, if, if he pulls that growing really bad and he has to go on, like, IR or something like that over the next couple of days. But I, I'd be a little concerned just because, you know, with kickers, I mean, the growing injury is very tough. Like, it, it is, it's not an easy one to go through, and it definitely hampers your ability out there. So, with, with him having to kick in, in Soldier Field in late November or December, it could be something to keep an eye on. I, I think he'll be fine, though, as of now. I think it's just going to take a precautionary, not have him overdo it in training camp. You know, I mean, what's what's the point of losing a kicker on a 30-yard field goal attempt in training camp? Mm-hmm. There really is none. So I, I wouldn't read too much into them not kicking. It is a little odd, but I think we'll see it Especially more Especially being the now. Bears, it's odd. Just yeah, all the well, especially last year, too. Yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, two more questions for you. So yeah. heading back around to the offense, one of the most intriguing moves thus far from training camp has been the Bears moving Cordero Patterson primarily to the running back position. You recently said on Twitter that you think the run game is going to improve pretty vastly in 2020. This isn't an offensive line question, but what have you liked so much out of the halfback so far? Yeah, I, I should have stated this when I tweeted out. I was kind of kicking myself after because, like, everyone jumped in my mentions. It was like, oh, the offensive line is playing so great, huh? I'm <laughs> like, not really. Like, the offensive line is still having its struggles outside of a couple of guys. I just like what, what David Montgomery has been doing because he looks not only stronger, but he looks quicker. And I don't like using the word fast because he doesn't have breakaway speed. But quicker in terms of when he's making his cuts and he's kind of processing things differently. Last year, I thought – you know, the offensive line was bad, and but part of it was my government would kind of not, you know, I don't, not really dance back there, but it'd take him a little longer to kind of pick that running lane. And oftentimes he really didn't pick the right running lane. From what I've seen in camp is, I mean, he's finding the run, not only finding the running lane, but he's hitting that hole hard, and he's getting through it quick too. And and he's just he's been on with his cuts. He he looks more agile. 
I really like what he's done so far in the offseason. Cohen, very much, I mean, he looks the same, and, and that's not a bad thing either. I mean, he's speed, he's fast, and they're going to get him in situations in the open field where he can kind of, you know, use advantage of his speed and, and uh, outrun defensive backs and linebackers. And then you add Patterson, another burner to that backfield. I think Patterson has a little more to work on. I'm I'm excited to see him at running back. I'm not as high on him just yet, just because he, you know, he still runs kind of high, and, and that's no fault to him. He's he's a wide receiver, so he's not really used to it. Um, and then overall, the position I just like the depth now. It's it's, yeah. it's much better, and I think Artavius Pierce is a guy to really keep an eye on. He hasn't like had a very explosive training camp. I think Saturday during the scrimmage, he had his best practice and got a lot of reps in um, that, that are gonna, really going to help him with no preseason. I'd say this. If there was preseason games, I think Artavis Pierce would be that guy that you know kind of comes out of nowhere and everyone you know uh, falls in love with. Yeah, uh, Jalen, I'm sure you're happy with that answer. Uh, I know you're an Artavis Pierce fan, but got one more question for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a personal life question. So as we discussed earlier, Obviously, we're all college students one day looking to delve into whatever it may be, communication, sports media, sports journalism. Yeah. I want to ask you, what what has your journey been like for you, and what advice would you have for kids trying to enter the field? Yeah, uh, I would say my best advice you know, would be just meet as many people as you can in the field. Make as many connections as you can. If you have the chance to introduce yourself to a, a professional or a colleague, someone that maybe just is also just starting out, uh, I would take that opportunity and, and, and step up and introduce yourself. Make as many contacts. You never know when, you know, five years down the road, you're in a different market maybe and you you have a, you need a contact and you know someone that can kind of help you out i would say be as many people as you can work as hard as you can the thing with sports media is it's not a nine to five it's literally a 24 7 job i mean i'll tell you when the bears signed alan robinson that news broke at 2 30 a.m my phone was going off when when that <laughs> whole signing happened and i had to roll out of bed my wife's like what the heck are you doing and i'm like oh the bears signed a wide receiver i have to go write something up pretty quick so it, it's 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 24 7 you have to really embrace the grind i mean you guys have a podcast keep going with the podcast try you know don't be scared to explore different ways to to add to your podcast and to promote it and, and get guests on um and, and just take advantage of every opportunity you guys have um to meet people and to work hard and and don't i mean there's gonna be days where you're down like there's days where i'm like man this this kind of this drags on like this is kind of tough on you but it's like the reward is so much better once you know you get into your field and and you and you do something like as a passion I would say my personal journey has just been, you know, I started a blog way back in like 2009, 2010 and just kind of kept with it. And, you know, I, I tried to meet as many people as I could. I, I reached out the the former publisher of the Bear Report. He let me write and I wrote for free for at least a year and a half, two years. And it, it sucked, but I got so many val- so much valuable experience. He let me come to some of the games and, and kind of let me meet people on the Bears beat. And that was like growing up a Bears fan. That was like my dream was oh, yeah. going to games and, and covering the team. So, I mean, I, I think you guys, you know, just meet as many people as you can and and grind as hard as you can. Like you always, you know, what I like to say is just always keep pushing yourself. If you think you've done a good enough job, you can always do better. There's always a next step you can take it to. So just keep pushing yourself. And you know, the last thing I'll say is is read everyone's work. Like. 
there. I, I mean, I have competitors out there that also cover the Bears, but like I don't really see them as competitors. I read the Athletic, I read the Tribune, I read the Sun Times, um, I read all the other sites out there that cover teams, and I listen to all the podcasts because it just makes me smarter and gives me more knowledge of the game as I'm going. So that'd probably be my biggest advice to you guys. And if you guys ever need any questions or anything, always reach out. I'm, I'm more than happy to give any advice. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> So uh, I actually have one more question before we uh, end the interview. Yeah. So um, can you talk about what was going on through your head yesterday when uh, when the reports came out about the false positive scare uh, for the Bears and obviously other teams going on in the NFL? Yeah, worst. I mean, worst nightmare. I, I yeah. you know, you see that, and it's like, oh my god, like there, this Nine. is it for yeah. football. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy, man. It's like. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you guys pay attention to baseball as well. And it's yeah. like seeing what, what happened with like the Cardinals in, in uh, Miami, it was like, holy crap, what's going to happen if that if that hits the NFL? And it was like, yesterday, I was like, yep, that that is a very real scenario. But, you know, when the news kind of came out that it was a false positive, that was kind of a big sigh of relief because, I mean, I'm sure everyone else on the beat could tell you this, like, you didn't know when you'd be back at Hallisall. If there's an outbreak, we're probably not back there for at least two week minimum. And I'm willing to bet we wouldn't be back there for oh, no. probably longer yeah. than that. You no. know? So yeah, it's a, it's it's great, man. These are such crazy times. It is. I if I had a, uh, hours, I could tell you like how much different it is right now covering a team uh, um, uh, under this COVID situation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Zach Pearson, we appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Um, you guys stay safe and good luck with all your college classes. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. If you guys want to find more from Zach, you can find him on Twitter at Zach underscore Pearson, and you can also find his columns at thebearreport.com. If you want more content from us, you can head over to our website, beardown.com. If you want to find us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, you can find us at Bear Down there as well, and you can also find the links to all of our social media down in the description. Feels good to be back recording a podcast. Uh, first time in a couple months. Definitely a little bit of rust, but we'll get better as it goes. Uh, we're only going to continue to ramp it up. Jalen McClinton, Parshaw, any last words, guys? Uh, it was just great to hear some somewhat from someone from the inside of the report, Hallisall, basically. Um, I think we can get more guys on for you guys listening. And it'll be, it'll be dope to talk to them, I guess. Yeah, same here. What he was talking about, how Mitch might be the uh, QB1 for starting. He was talking about Artavis Pierce, Kevin Tolliver, all stuff like that. All your stuff guys, been, man. <laughs> all my guys I've been pushing since, since the beginning of the offseason. I love to hear. Uh, like you said, we, we had a bunch of rust, uh, but it's, we're going to you know obviously get back to our old ways once we start recording more, um, you know, more frequently. But other than that, bear down. Absolutely, Bears fans. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Thank you for tuning in. The push to 2K subscribers is still on, so if you are new to the channel, if you made it this far, do us a favor and drop a like and subscribe if you are new to the channel. I am your host, Chris Maltby. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bears fans, we've got 20 days until the season starts. Do us a favor, continue to stay safe, and as always, bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.